Hello everyone, this is Tara and this is the God Talk with Tara podcast. It's probably going to be kind of short tonight. We are currently still in Asbury. Well, actually we're not. We're in (laughs) the Shaker Village, um, about 15 minutes from Wilmore. And we are heading back over to the Hughes Auditorium at Asbury Theological Seminary. Well, across the street from the Theological Seminary. It's on currently the grounds of the university. Um, so I still don't have permission to skip tonight. However, I guess, because it's a new thing. So we're going to start with prayer and I'm going to give you a very short message, I believe on what God kind of brought to mind earlier today to share with you. Father God, I pray that you would make me small tonight. I pray that you would continue to pour out your Holy Spirit on your people, um, And that for those of us who have been able to make the pilgrimage uh, to Kentucky, that you would ignite in us a flame that will carry. Lord God, let us carry you back to our homes and to our churches and to our cities, Father God. Let us carry your spirit with us so that he is contagious, Father God. Light fires in us, Lord, that can be seen for miles and miles around. Lord, let us wake up and light ourselves on fire every morning so that others will come and see. Father, I'm so grateful for your love and your grace. I'm so grateful for your presence. I'm so grateful, Lord God, for your son. Make me small tonight and magnify yourself so that others might hear your word. Let your spirit go before me, Father, so that they may Have their ears open to what it is you would say. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. So before we get started, I'm hoping we don't get too interrupted. Um, Corey is currently taking a shower so that we can get rolling along. And this is a kind of small hotel room. So uh, if there's background noise, my apologies. As I was... Getting ready to come on this trip a couple days ago when Corey first said yes, that we could come. Um, the Lord kept giving me words, uh, repentance, conviction, and deliverance. He kept giving me those those words in that order, which is odd because usually I, I always assume conviction comes first. Uh, and... It still came in that order, and and that's still the prayer that I have had since I've gotten here, is that the Lord will bring repentance, conviction, and deliverance, that I, I know that there is something that I need for him to move in. And so I am here expectant, and he has already moved, and I'm that'll be a testimony for another day. But for tonight, I wanted to talk about this understanding because repentance and deliverance also don't usually go together in my brain. That's usually repentance is this concept we have in our heads that we turn from sin and we turn toward God. It is a a turning, which that's actually a better understanding than what it used to be in my head, which was we felt guilty and we stopped doing a thing. And that was repentance is that we felt guilty. And so we stopped uh, because we felt guilty and we apologized to God because we felt guilty. 
And that was my understanding of repentance, which would explain why so many people think it's a dirty word. God has been showing me something different this week. That repentance isn't mustering up our willpower. And he actually had shown me this about repentance a long while back. Because for a long time now, when I pray about repentance and I pray for repentance, I don't actually pray that I am repenting of something. I I I pray that the Lord would repent me because what I learned a couple of years back is that I am unable to repent. Uh, I'm unable to turn away from the things that hold me and turn toward the Lord. I am unable to turn away from the sins that bind me and turn toward the Lord. I can't do that on my own. I can try. I can recognize my need to do that, but I am unable to make those transitions on my own power. I need God's help. I need him to move, to repent me, to turn me from the things that draw me away from him and turn me toward him to fix my eyes on him. Because much like Peter, when he stepped out of the boat, I get distracted and then I fall and God knows me and he loves me. And so I began to pray, God, repent me when I would recognize something, when I would see that I needed to change something, I would pray, God, repent me, repent me. And it's not enough that I'm praying that. Because he will, he will turn me and he will fix my eyes on him. And still my mind and my habits and my heart will slide away sometimes. I will, I will slide back to wasting time on Facebook. I will slide back to, right now the struggle is eating too much. Um, I will slide back to bad attitudes and cranky interactions with people. I will slide back toward gossip or I will slide back toward complaining. And the fact of the matter is, is I know I shouldn't be doing those things. I have already turned away from those things and I have already turned toward God because he has helped me to do that. And yet I am convicted that I am still faltering and failing and falling away from God. And that brings me to the epiphany I had yesterday. As we were listening to Dave Thomas teach, he was speaking of the things that he desired for us to pray about. So we, we grouped up and prayed for specific things. And one of the things he asked us to pray for was the generation that's coming up uh, and the access they have to all the wickedness of the world in their pockets, on their phones, that they, you know, growing up, they have porn in their pocket day in and day out. They have things that cause them sexual brokenness. They have things that cause them physical brokenness. They have things that cause them mental and emotional brokenness through distance, through addiction. And the fact is it's very, very difficult to escape that. It's very difficult to escape the temptations that we carry around with us every single day. And it struck me as I was listening 
to him talk about the evil in our pockets. Uh, and please don't hear that wrong. I, I understand that cell phones are a tool. That's not my point. It is that we have so much wickedness surrounding us. As I'm listening to him speak of this, I was reminded that my granddaughter has been studying the Lord's Prayer. She was so delighted Sunday morning when she got Bible block points um, and was rewarded for the fact that she remembered the whole Lord's Prayer from beginning to end. And she was really excited about that. We've been working on it. We've been praying it at night when we pray. And she was so excited that she had remembered the Lord's Prayer. And as I'm thinking about that, and I'm, I'm remembering going through this with her, she would stumble on deliver us from evil the first week. And that line stood out to me, that, that very simple line in Matthew, deliver us from evil. Now, we always think of this in terms of deliver us from the devil coming after us, deliver us from bad people coming to, to hurt us, deliver us from the evils in the world around us. And it finally hit me yesterday, it's not just the world around us. We're asking for deliverance from the evils in our minds. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The wickedness that comes into our own brains, the wickedness that holds us, the sins that we have. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We think of these as separate things. What if they're not? What if it's continuous? It's a continuity. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the evil of the temptations in our minds to do the things we know we're not supposed to do. The things you've already repented us of, that you have helped us turn from. Deliver us from the evil that we tend to come back to like a dog to his vomit. And forgive us our trespasses. I think that we forget that sin is evil. We consider it a mistake. And a lot of times I get that because the reality is, is there are no degrees of sin in the sense that all sin separates us from God, but it is difficult in a rational world and we do live in a rational world. It is difficult in an orderly world to equate the murder of innocent children with cussing because you stubbed your toe. Um, they're both bad things, but they're not equally bad things in our understanding. And I think that that is still true. And when we look at things from the perspective of God, I think that not only are there different levels of sin, that there are actually different kinds of sin because there are sins that we understand and there are sins that we really don't. Um, and I don't want to go too much into that because what I don't want you to hear is me saying, oh, some sins are okay. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I think because we call all of these things sin, it is very easy for us to mitigate the evilness in our own mind of the things that we do that don't seem so very, very evil. 
when compared to things we know are wicked. And so we make excuses and we let ourselves off the hook for our backsliding, even though we know that we shouldn't be doing it, even though we've repented from the thing that we did, we have asked God's forgiveness for it, we skipped a step. And that's the thing that, that I, I finally am getting from him. We have skipped a step. We repent. We're convicted. We repent. We ask for forgiveness. And then we go about our business and we do it again. And we repent. Because we aren't asking for deliverance. We don't see our sin as evil that has a hold on us, that binds us away from God, that keeps dragging us, kicking and screaming back to the things that we hate, back to the things that we don't want to do, back into that battle that Paul describes throughout chapters 5 through 7 in Romans. This back and forth, this back and forth, I do what I don't want to do, and the things that I do want to do, I don't do because of the, this flesh in me that is battling with the Spirit. Oh, who will save me? <laughs> but thank God for Jesus Christ. And he will save us. And that's the prayer that we pray. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. And that is a whole new, whole nother prayer. And that's when we're all praying and that we're going to keep praying. And that's being prayed here and being prayed around the world. Your kingdom come. But a part of his kingdom coming, deliver us from evil. Not just from the devil and not just from the wickedness of people around us and not just from others. Deliver us from the evil in our hearts and in our minds. Deliver us from the evil that has grown roots of sin in us. Deliver us from bitterness. Deliver us from addiction. Deliver us from depression and anxiety. Deliver us, Father God. Deliver us from our habits that draw us away from you. Deliver us from our mental states that cause us to be sinning against you. Lord, deliver us from evil. Deliver us from ourselves. Father God, come and save us from ourselves. Deliver us so that we might joyfully serve you. And that is, I think, all I have for us tonight. That's going to be a very short podcast this week or today. And I'm not going to apologize for that. He's doing major and amazing things here in this space. And he is going to carry that out into the world around us. But we need to be ready or we miss it, because the reality is, is that we cannot walk with God while we walk with evil. Light has no place with darkness. So if we desire to walk with God, we need to be delivered from evil. We need to be delivered from our excuses. We need to be delivered from our habits. We need to be delivered from our low view of sin. We need to be delivered and we can't do that by ourselves. We can't deliver ourselves. That is the whole point of the cross is we cannot 
do these things ourselves. We need the Lord to do them for us. So, Father God, tonight I pray that you would repent the people listening to this, that you would repent me, that you would repent my heart, that you would repent my husband, that you would repent my children, that you would repent my church, Father, that you would illuminate our need for turning to you, that you would help us to understand the desperate, desperate need we have to turn from the things that hold our attention and turn ourselves to you. And I pray, Father, for conviction, that you would illuminate those ways, Father, that as we turn to you, the light from you will illuminate the places of shadow in us, that we would be convicted, Father God, of all of the evil and wickedness in us, not so that we would feel guilt and shame, not so that there would be wailing and gnashing of teeth on our part, but so that we would see, Father God, where we are holding back, where we are separated, Lord. Convict us of those things, and then please, God, deliver us from evil. Break the bonds, Father God, of the sins that hold us away from you. Break the bonds of the habits, Father God, and the things in our minds. Break us, Father, of our sin and deliver us from evil because you can and because you want to. Lord, let us step into that and understand it and know it, Father, so that we can walk in it. So there will be no more of this being tossed to and fro and turning back and forth and back and forth. Father God, deliver us from evil. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Talk to you tomorrow.